it's easy to sort of downplay something because you think there might not be a career in it. Yeah. And I think that's just completely the wrong way of thinking. I think that's just drummed into us from a very early age. You take Joe's talent and art. It's not an easy thing to make a career out of. Yeah. That doesn't mean you do it. You know, so that's the way we feel about everything, really. If they love it enough, then they should do it. Welcome to the School Plus Kids podcast. We're here to help you raise happy, confident and successful kids with quick, practical tips and proven strategies across life skills topics from our core five pillars, growth mindset, emotional intelligence, money mindset for kids, entrepreneurship and mindfulness. Get inspired and get advice and find the joy in your journey of parenting. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 19 of the School Plus Kids Life Skills Podcast. On today's episode, I have got an exclusive chat that I had with Joe Whale, also known as Doodle Boy. We chatted during the 2020 lockdown when he was just getting started on his journey. He has now worked with the likes of Disney, Nike and even royalty with the Prince and Princess of Wales. He was only 10 years old when we had this conversation and it has been awesome to watch his journey over the last couple of years. He now also has three best-selling books on sale on Amazon in the UK and US. So on this episode, he shares his journey and what motivates him. We also then move on to talk to his dad. Now, whilst I love talking to successful children, there is a little bit of magic that can be gleaned from talking to parents of these children. I find it really interesting to learn a little bit about how they think and what their mindset is like. Everything we do here at School Plus Kids is as much about coaching parents and helping them navigate this journey as it is as much about the kids. We weren't given manuals to raise children, let alone raising happy, healthy, successful, confident, healthy and resilient children. The list goes on, right? But that's what we want. Well, that's exactly what all our resources are here to provide you. It's important to see that the success principles that we talk about across all our five pillars, so growth mindset, emotional intelligence, money mindset for kids, entrepreneurship and mindfulness, have all been tried, tested and scientifically proven to work. Andrew Carnegie had been working on success principles since the late 1800s and Napoleon Hill since the early 1900s. This has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years and broken down self-improvement on mindset works, plain and simple. That's why we're seeking out these kids and parents and talking them to unpick and understand exactly how they think and find patterns of behavior. We then break it down in easy steps to help you as modern day busy parents to help bring success and freedom into your family. I really hope you enjoy this episode and for more conversations with successful children to come. Enjoy. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Influencer of the Month interview with School Plus Kids. I'm so excited to welcome our next guest on today. He's an amazing young boy called Joe from up north. So what I'm going to do is quickly introduce him and then I'm going to let him tell his story. So Joe is like a incredible little boy who I came across only a few months ago and he's also known the doodle boy, find out more about in a second. Um, and effectively Joe went to school, started drawing, wanted to do more of it and ended up expanding his talents and passions and has been commissioned to do some really amazing stuff that we're looking forward to sharing with you today. So welcome Joe. Hi. Hi. We're really excited to have a chat with you. 
So let's dive right in. So tell us more about what happened and how you got into drawing and share more of your story. So I would normally at school, after I'd finished my work, I'd get a whiteboard and a pen and start doodling. And my teacher wouldn't let me. So my mum and dad booked me into an art class called Bloom. The first couple of weeks, the art teacher wanted to have a look at my books. So I showed her and she posted something on Instagram and a restaurant came up and asked if I would like to doodle on one of their walls. That's amazing. And from what I understand, you thought it was actually going to be quite a small piece, didn't you? Like, a, or your mum and dad thought it was going to be a small piece, like an A4 piece of paper. And it ended up being, what did you say, an entire wall, right? An eight inch, was it? Eight foot. Eight, eight foot, <laughs> yeah. Really massive. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. So, so tell us a little bit more about how you felt doing something like that, because obviously that was going from an art class and drawing stuff on a piece of paper and a book and stuff like that to doing an entire wall. Talk to us a little bit about that. So when I first got there, I had just realised how big the wall was and I was really doubting myself about how I was going to do it. But the more I did it, the more ideas I got from when I previously went there. Yeah, amazing. And where did your inspiration come from when you were doing that? I normally, because there was a lot of like colour and stuff, I looked around me and got my ideas from that. That's awesome. And remind us how old you are. 10 years old. 10 years old. Awesome. Okay, cool. And how long have you been drawing for? I've been drawing for since I was two or three, but I've only been doodling for like two years or so. Yeah, yeah. So relatively new to it. And what interests you most about drawing? What interests me most is that you can just be free Mm. and you don't have to listen to other people's opinions. You can just do what you want. Oh, that's amazing, because then it kind of really comes within you, and it's your passions that inspires you, and like you said, you're completely free to do what you want. I also love the fact about you not having to be told what to do, because <laughs> then you can kind of do what you like. And what type of favourite characters do you have that you like drawing, and why? Um, normally, I draw Cool Dog, and but my like types of characters, I like drawing food, aliens, and monsters. What types of food do you like drawing? Like burgers and fries and things like that. Is that because it's your favourite food? One of my favourite foods. <laughs> and I know you mentioned Cool Dog because I've seen a couple of different things where you break it out into differences of how to draw Cool Dog. Is that a character that you've created yourself? Uh, yes. I got my inspiration from my own dog. He's called Pacey. Yeah. And I just drew this dog and I put some sunglasses on him and I did him like really cool yeah and then I named him cool dog and then it just all went from there that's awesome I think it's really incredible how you as you're a true artist that you're kind of looking around yourself and getting inspiration but then you're also using your imagination as well that's awesome Yes, yeah, so we've touched on where you get your inspiration from, so it's kind of all around you and things like that. What's probably the most interesting thing that you've ever drawn or that you've seen that you've drawn from? The most interesting thing I've drawn is probably I drew, on my first wall, I drew this Mr. Egg, and he's mm-hmm. a giant yeah. egg, and yeah. he's just in crack. 
accent is really like weird. <laughs> does he have any yolk or anything coming out of him, or is it just a crack? Yeah, face? yeah, it does. Oh, I bet that looks so cool. So I know that you a lot of opportunities and stuff, and doors have been opened up for you as a result of doing all of this. Because, like I said, you you started out in school, you went to an art school, and now I understand you've had an incredible amount of opportunities opening up to you. You've been traveling, all that kind of stuff. Tell us a little bit more about what's opened up as a result of you following your passion. So I've got wall commissions to draw on walls. Or recently been in a show in America. So you travelled to America? Yeah. What was that like? I'm not very good with flights. But when I got there, I was really relieved and I couldn't wait to start doing it. Yeah, yeah. And can you talk a little bit about what show it is or not yet? I know I part of it's top secret, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when's the show coming out? It airs in March. In March. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to have all the links and stuff like that below so that people can catch it and make sure that they follow you and, and what you thought of it and stuff like that. Did you meet any interesting people while you were out there? I met Melissa McCarthy. Oh, wow. What's she like? She's very funny. Is she? <laughs> Did anybody ask you to draw anything while you were out there? When I was there in the studio, mm -hmm. I drew uh, a little bit on their wall. Did you? That's amazing. Wow, that's absolutely awesome. And you've done loads of interviews and stuff like that, haven't you, with CBS America and some Australian programmes as well, haven't you? Yeah, I've been on like a lot of interviews yeah and how does that make you feel i mean you're only 10 years old and it's literally been a complete whirlwind of things that have happened in a very short space of time how do you feel when you go through stuff i normally focus on the nearest thing that's happening yeah. and once i focused on that then i normally ask my mum or my dad about if there's anything happening so i can prepare for that yeah brilliant and so let's just take a step back a little bit so all of this has happened because you decided that you loved drawing and you wanted to pursue your dreams and it's just literally something that you're interested about and that's pretty much like every other school plus kid that we've got that's watching this interview that's going to read the magazine and and have a look at the boxes and stuff so from your perspective what would you say are your specific top five tips that you would give to other children who are around the same age as you that would be interested in doing something like this? Well, if you're into art, I wouldn't use your rubber because it will boost your confidence. So when you do something, you won't be forced to rub anything out and you can turn things into other things. That's and, a brilliant tip, yeah. And then number two is don't worry about what you might think it might look like. Just be creative yeah. and always be happy with what you've created. That's amazing. That's a really, really good tip to have because a lot of it is about the mindset and making sure that you're happy with what you've created. And even if something's not particularly right, you can push through it and create it into something else. Yeah. Awesome. Any other tips? Also, have fun and just enjoy um, being a kid and just do what you love. Excellent. Those are really, really good tips. 
my particular favorite is the one about the rubber I think that's absolutely yeah. that's a really really good tip because actually when you're thinking about doing a piece of drawing or anything like that and you sit down to do some art the first thing you think have is a pencil and a rubber and all the other materials but rubber is the very first thing you have so that if you do something wrong you can erase it and make sure that you've got the ability to to change it but actually going with a mistake could actually make it turn into something incredible we talk about that a lot we talk about failure as part of school class kids so that if children do something wrong they have the ability to learn from their mistakes by failing so it's a really interesting point I think so what's the biggest thing that you'd say that you've learned about yourself and I know you're only 10 years old but you've obviously grown a lot between starting at the beginning of this journey and where you are now so what would you say is the biggest thing you've learned? Probably that I'm actually quite good on camera because what happens, I haven't been quite confident filming, but I was quite confident. Yeah. And also, I didn't even realise I could actually create so many characters in my head. Yeah, so that's amazing. So you started off thinking to yourself, actually, you're not very confident, but once you pushed yourself a little bit further and tried something a little bit new you discovered something new about yourself that you're constantly developing and making better and better and better along the way and I suppose it doesn't matter that you're not very good to begin with because like you're through doing all these interviews and speaking to people and stuff like that um, you're getting even more confident along the way and along the journey and do you know what you're only 10 years old you've literally got your whole life ahead of you so you're developing that skill now imagine where you're going to be in a few years time so just before we finish off here the question that we ask all of our influencers what would you say if you could have one superpower in the world what could it be i definitely fly because you could go around the world anywhere and you could just visit it and you wouldn't have to pay for anything <laughs> and it would be a really good experience and do you think it would help you overcome your flying anxieties? <laughs> yeah, especially if you're scared of heights. Oh, amazing. Are you scared of heights? No. Brilliant. <laughs> awesome. Well, I was talking to your dad a while ago. I understand that you're going to create something special for everyone at School Plus Kids. We won't go into detail about that now because it's top secret. But we're really excited for the, for the thing that you're going to create for us and all of our people watching this so that's going to be absolutely awesome and so thank you so much for taking the time to come and have a chat with us today it's been really incredible and inspirational for all the kids out there to be able to see someone who's 10 years old that has massive success already and all you literally did was follow your dreams and something that you're interested in and you just did it and the way you're handling it is absolutely amazing I understand you've got brothers Yes, a brother and a sister. A brother and a sister. Just a quick one. So how are they coping with everything that, you, that you've been doing? Do they talk to you about it? What's that like? Normally, they will come up into my room and say, Joe, can you teach me how to draw this? And I'd be like, yes. And we'd spend quite a long time going through how to draw a new character or something like that. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you like teaching kids how to draw? Do you like teaching other people how to draw? Yes, I like doing it because they're also like joining in and using their creative skills. Yeah, amazing. And another quick one, has, um, has school changed for you since you started doing all this? What do your friends think about everything that you're doing? They think it's quite cool and 
my teacher has given out doodle books so they're like break and lunch we yeah. can get out our doodle books and if we want to we can like doodle yeah that's actually incredible because i know you said at the big way at the beginning of the story that when you first started school you weren't allowed to draw you weren't allowed to doodle and through this journey in a very short space of time because it's only happened what october so about three or four or five months ago yeah. in such a short space of time you've actually changed your teacher's perception and now they actually allow children to draw in schools that's a huge accomplishment and achievement that's absolutely brilliant <laughs> Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, I know it's getting late for you. So thank you so much for having a chat with me, Joe. I really, really appreciate it. You're welcome. And, and we hope to follow your journey and have another chat with you in the next coming months, in the next coming years, just to see how you're getting on and touching base and stuff like that. So that would be awesome. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Hi everyone, welcome to another edition of a parent's interview with School Plus Kids. Thank you for joining us. So today we've got Joe Wales' dad, who's also known as the Doodle Boy. So earlier on you've probably seen an interview that we did with Joe Whale and he shared his story and his journey about how he's got to where he is and what he's done. But we wanted to have a chat with his dad so we can understand from a parent's perspective what it's been like for the journey from that side of things. So you can really kind of understand what it's been like and what that whole thing looks like. So welcome, Greg. Hi. Nice to meet you. You too. So let's dive right in. So tell us a little bit more about Joe's story. Tell us how he got started. So just to fill everybody in. So he started off, he wanted to draw at school. Basically, the school didn't let him. So you guys enrolled him into an art class. And then things literally flew up from there. So why don't you share your story? Yeah, so basically, Joe's always been a keen artist from a very young age. And it really started, he was coming out of school a little bit disappointed every mm -hmm. day. No art, class, again. And he, he was literally coming out and saying, no art again today, Dad, and things like this. So what he started to do was he was taking every opportunity he could yeah. to sort of on little bits and bobs in between his work. But he only ever did it after he'd finished his work he's always excelled at school and he was getting sort of stopped or not necessarily told off but sort of stopped from doing it yeah. he was coming out of school a bit disheartened so we enrolled him in a art class and immediately Kerry the owner of Bloom noticed he was fairly talented um, and they'd been discussing his doodle book so he, he took them in to show her she straight away posted one of them online because she was blown away by how good they were yeah, yeah. And this was literally, what, two weeks within him starting, right? Yeah, yeah. With it, with, yeah, it was on the second week he took the books in. So mm -hmm. he'd only been there for sort of one week. Yeah. And then he sort of in on the second week. And she, like I say, she was blown away by it, put it on Instagram. And a fairly well-known local restaurant messaged on Instagram saying, how would Joe feel about doing a mural on the yeah. wall? Yeah. When I got there, I was a little bit concerned for Joe because it was so big it was about eight foot by eight foot this wall yeah i just thought he's never done anything anywhere near that scale yeah it's like uh, going from a little book or a, you know like an a4 page to an yeah, so wall i think a3 an a3 size page was about as big as he'd done before right and he was really really good but to move that onto an eight by eight foot wall that's a different thing and joe doesn't like to repeat his drawings mm -hmm. he does a piece so i thought how's he going to get through that but yeah. Watching him was amazing because yeah. he just, yeah, he blew me out of the water. He'd... How long did it take him to do? Um, about 12 hours. And how did he manage that? Was he kind of going after school? Yeah. 
we wasn't pushing him to do anything. We asked him every day after school, do you want to go or not? The restaurant were good. They just said whenever he can do it, he's fine. But he was coming out of school saying, Mom, Dad, can we go and do the wall tonight? Yeah. And we'd go probably do an hour and a half and then we'd go back and have dinner and, yeah. and whatever. And he'd do the next. So it was sort of over a couple of weeks. Yeah. He got it done. I think that's brilliant that, you know what, even though he's got something that big, that even though it's quite overwhelming, I mean, for you as parents, he didn't look at it and think, oh my God, how am I going to do this? But he actually had that enthusiasm every day after having a full day at school to, yeah. to do something like this. And that he really wasn't. shows how passionate he is about what he does. He wasn't overwhelmed one little bit. I was sort of concerned, but he wasn't. And he was sort of jumping from the middle of the wall to the right-hand side of the wall to the mm-hmm. left-hand side of the wall. And then it all suddenly came together. It was amazing, actually, to watch. Yeah, it was awesome. I've seen a couple of videos and stuff on YouTube and your Instagram that I've posted. So I'll post some links yeah. down below for all yeah. the parents watching this for them to have a look and see exactly what we're talking about and the process that he went through to do that. It's, it's absolutely yeah. awesome. So what, tell us what happened after that journey and how things have changed over the last 12 to 16 weeks. So when I was obviously watching him do this wall and I was blown away myself actually watching him do it. So I posted something on my LinkedIn page and it racked up, I think it's at 2.7 million views or something now wow, on LinkedIn. He's gone viral. Yeah. And then it just, it literally did go viral. He was on Lab Bible. He was on Board Panda. He was on mm-hmm. CBS News. He was on BBC Radio 2. Mm-hmm. It was madness. It was just all over the place. Insider, ABC News. Wow. How did you guys handle that as parents? I mean, I know you've said in past interviews and stuff that you protect Joe from everything that's been done, but obviously the first line of defense is you guys. So you guys are effectively yeah. handling the whole wave of everything that comes. I mean, how do you handle stuff like that? Because I know that Joe's a twin and you've also got another yeah. child. So you've got three children all together and coping with something like that. How did you do that? It was a really, really busy time at the start lot. And it new to us, so we'd never been involved in anything like this before. And a lot of it was in the US, so it was basically at work all day. That's how it worked. And then we woke up one morning, had 600 followers overnight. Yeah. So it was a bit wild. It was non-stop yeah. requests for things. Can you come down and do our wall? We had a big donut chain, uh-huh. global donut chain, ask if he would come and do a wall down in London. And we had to step back and think, does Joe want to travel down to London for four days and then yeah. come back? Probably not. So. We had to be realistic and think about what does Joe want to do? Yes. Because I know if I asked Joe, he would say yes. Yeah. But still saying it and doing it is a different thing. Which is amazing. Like you said, you've never been through something like this before, but it's so easy to get caught up in the momentum and the wagon wheel of everything that's yeah. being thrown your way. Normally people just say yes to every single opportunity, but I think it's incredibly commendable that you're always looking at Joe's interest first, which is just amazing. And what we don't want is Joe to stop loving art. Yes. You know, his main passion so it's like anything you do too much of something mm-hmm. and it can or, or for the wrong reasons you're doing mm-hmm. things for the wrong and you can soon lose the, the love for something it's really hard to say no mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to say yes but we said no to a, an awful lot of things and i know he's been traveling and stuff and he's had the opportunity to go across the pond with yeah. <laughs> with this passion and take his talents overseas so tell us a little bit more about that yeah so we were approached by a couple of shows actually in america one is still pending which i'm sure will happen but it just takes a bit of time and the main one was little big shots over in la so we traveled over to hollywood and filmed <laughs> at one of the studios and met melissa mccarthy and her husband and yeah yeah it's a bit crazy but joe dealt with it unbelievably well yeah uh, he didn't rehearse he went straight on um, yeah. and that was it. And literally going to school and starting this back in October, wasn't it, when it first all kicked yeah. off? 
yeah. to literally three short months later going to Hollywood and going to LA. It's amazing how quickly something like this can take you. It's awesome. And that just goes to show how small the world is and when you've got the right connections, when you've got the right talents, it can literally spread yeah. like wildfire. That's amazing. Yeah. Did you go down with him? Yeah, so I went to LA with him. We had a week, almost a week. There, you got to meet some amazing people because it was obviously the hotel was full of talented kids. Yes, uh, yes. So we had some strange evenings with kids age seven playing the piano to a very high standard and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was a bit strange, but really, really cool to be involved in. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. And how did you cope as a family with all the travelling and stuff that you did? Well, it was tough because we obviously had to split up for a week when. We've had interviews and stuff. We've gone down to London and filmed, obviously, live to Australia and mm-hmm. things like that. And it's not nice when you have to split up the family, but we do it as a short-term thing. If it was anything longer than five days, we'd probably all go and yeah. all see it all together. Yeah, yeah, that would be brilliant. It's an amazing experience for everybody to enjoy that along the journey. So how have your other children coped with Joe's success with everything that he's doing? So initially it was quite hard for Jesse's twin brother because they're really, really competitive, about as competitive as they can be. Wow. <laughs> so he was asking why he wasn't famous and things like that. It must know, have been really tough. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. But luckily, about two weeks before this happened, mm-hmm. Jesse had actually been, played the lead boy part in an Inspector Calls. Yeah. Uh, so a West End show that came up to Shrewsbury. Wow. Uh, and Jesse got the part for the lead boy. Yeah. So that softened the blow a bit, I think. Yeah. I think if that happened, it would have been a lot harder for him. He's really turned the corner now. He's been involved in a couple of interviews with Joe yes. and the talks about doing some stuff on YouTube and stuff, and they'll do it together. Yeah, and all. collaborative. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot better now. It's a, it's a lot easier. And Phoebe's only six, so she doesn't, she doesn't know too much of what's going on. Yeah. She's just goes the doodle boy. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, it must be really hard for Jesse, but it's a difficult set of emotions to handle for a 10-year-old when you've got somebody that close to you being famous literally overnight. So, it, you know, it sounds like he's coped with it amazingly well. And obviously, you are going to find it difficult to begin with. But yeah. hopefully, he's going to find his own calling and his own talents in, in what he's doing. They all do stagecoach. So they're all sort of involved in performing arts and stuff. So Jesse definitely wants to be an actor. Yeah. Uh, and Phoebe wants to be a gymnast. So we've got our work cut out a little bit with all the clubs. Yeah, you are literally going to have the mum hat, the dad hat, and the taxi hat, <laughs> and the agent hat. <laughs> yeah, we love it. We love it anyway. It's amazing. It's what makes life interesting, doesn't it? Exactly. <laughs> awesome. So what would you say are your top three to five tips that you'd kind of give to other parents that are in a similar situation? So maybe there are parents, like you said, you've got three children that are incredibly talented and interested in doing certain things what kind of tips would you give to parents to encourage them to stand behind their children and do something like this because it might be quite scary obviously because they know things could potentially change they might not have the time they might be working all that kind of stuff what would you say to that type of parent it's incredibly tough i travel a lot and uh, nest works as well Mm -hmm. but we would never ever stifle something that the children wanted to do. You know, if they really want to do it, we'll do everything we can. I think, especially in the UK, we lived in Australia for a while, mm-hmm. and it's a bit different over there, but in the UK, definitely, we tend to like to put things in boxes. You're good at maths, so you should go down the maths route, but we might not want to go down the maths route. So I think there's only one really big tip. Listen to your kids and let them do what they enjoy as much mm-hmm. as you can. And, yeah. you, and, it, and if you haven't got a lot of time, then just dedicate the time that you can dedicate to it yeah brilliant 
And I understand throughout all of this stuff that Joe's done, and we touched on it when we spoke to him, but if you could expand on it, that'd be great. So obviously when he started, the school weren't really keen on him drawing because they wanted him to focus on his schoolwork. But now, as I understand it, they've actually turned a corner and the teacher's actually starting to give doodle books out so that the children are allowed to now draw, which is incredible because within a short space of time and this incredible talent that he's got, he's able yeah. to make a tectonic shift in yeah. the system around him, which is incredible. Yeah, I think it made him just really stand back and think, there's not only Joe, there's millions of talented kids in all different areas. It might not be art, it might be something else, but I think we do stifle creativity. Yeah. I don't know why we do that, and we shouldn't. And I think they obviously stood back and saw that there was something happening with Joe that was much bigger than they could have imagined, I think. And why not give others opportunity to, yes. to do things? So they've given out doodle books and, and let them draw in between classes and stuff like that, which is cool. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. I've had emails from teachers and schools, quite a few in the US and, and a couple over K, saying that they've now introduced Doodle in as part of their daily routine in lesson plans and stuff. That's uh, brilliant. Yeah, and we've had really nice emails thanking Joe and, and the kids have been saying that Doodling's changed their life and all sorts of things. And they've sent us some pictures and stuff like that. So it's great. Yeah, that's incredible. That really just goes to show how literally a 10-year-old boy is making a movement and a change. And it is literally started off by one small passion and just him following it and having the courage and confidence to follow it. Thanks to having parents like you that are supportive and that are following him on this on this journey. It's awesome because I know some parents, sometimes they want to do it. They really genuinely want to be able to do stuff like this, but they're either tied up, like I said, with work, with other children where their hands are tied and they might not necessarily have the time to do it or it's too much overwhelm. And they kind of put a damper on things or they pause things because it's too overwhelming for them. But it's really good to be able to see that actually you can come out the other side and yeah. still thrive as a family, as a whole unit. So it's beautiful to see. Thanks very much. I think, like I said earlier, it's easy to sort of downplay something because you think there might not be a career in it. Yeah. And I think that's just completely the wrong way of thinking. I think that's just drummed into us from a very early age. You take Joe's talent and art is not an easy thing to make a career out of. Yeah. That doesn't mean you do it. You know, so that's the way we feel about everything, really. If they love it enough, then they should do it. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. And so with, is there anything else, any other tips or anything like that that you'd like to share with our parents? Um, all I would say is obviously listen to your kids, what they enjoy, what they want to do. And then we just researched local clubs. And a lot of them aren't expensive. Some are, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be expensive. And just research and, and go and take a look. Let them have a trial day and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. You'll be amazed what they come out. I mean, our, our daughter's just started gymnastics. And she's been on about it for ages. Mm -hmm. And she wouldn't even do a roly-poly at one point. So <laughs> I don't. But she smiles through the whole thing. So no matter whether it's just for enjoyment or they're talented, that doesn't really make a difference. Mm -hmm. if, they, if they smile through it, then they should do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that sentiment. If they smile through it, they should do it. Because like you said, it's not just about finding a talent and making them famous overnight. It's just literally about letting them pursue their passions, doing something that they're happy about doing. And what we found through School Plus Kids is that actually what they do is they have a thirst for learning. So once they're doing something that they're passionate about, they, they want to learn more about it. They want to delve deeper into it. They want to be able to spend time doing it. Like you said with Joe, he's got an incredible passion about this. So every opportunity he got, he would want to come out of school and, and start drawing on that wall. Yeah, yeah. it's not worth it. He loves it. And same with our other children, that they've got things that they love. 
in general, people, if you're doing something that you love, yeah. you tend to do quite well at it yes. normally. Yeah, definitely. And then one of our sayings is that if you're doing something work and you're enjoying it, it's not actually work at all because it ends up being you know something that you, that you love doing. Exactly. So thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us. Before we close off, there's one question that we ask absolutely everyone that we talk. And that is, what would your superpower be if you could choose absolutely anything in the world and why? Uh, I'd be invisible. Oh, yeah, why? <laughs> Talking about listening to everyone, be nosy. I think that'd be it. <laughs> Get behind those closed doors and see what people are saying That's about right. Joe's Just drawings and, and deals and stuff that you've got coming down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'll do that, I think. That's awesome. That's awesome. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Greg, for um, taking the time to have a chat with us. It's been really good. And like we said, we'd love to be able to stay in touch and follow Joe on this journey and see how far it can go. I know he's got some you know, book deals with coloring books, yes. like so many amazing things coming out. And yes. I know he's got an online store and we'll put links to everything below so you can get your own Doodle Boy merchandise, yes. as well as a few other extra special goodies that Joe's going to be able to create for us, especially for you and your children. So Joe, Greg, thank you again for so much for having a chat with us today. No problem at all. Thanks for your time. Brilliant. Thank you for tuning in to the School Plus Kids podcast. We hope you found this episode informative and inspiring and that it gave you some new insights and ideas in your parenting journey. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at school plus underscore kids for more parenting tips, resources and community. If you have a specific topic or question you'd like us to talk about in future episodes, please drop us a DM on Instagram. Thanks for listening.